Are we all all right? Yes. Good. It's good to see you all. There's a verse that has been on my mind and in my heart for a few months now, and it's this one in uh, John, and it says, the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. And I really feel that God has given me this verse specifically for us at this time and it's been going over and over in my head and the last few months with having Hudson I have been walking everywhere like it's the only way that he'll go to sleep in the day so I know the streets of Bolton like the back of my hand and um, I've been walking loads and hasn't the weather I mean the last few days has been okay but the last few months has been horrible. So I've been wrapping up warm with my coat on. He's been super snuggly, but I have just been getting drenched every day in the wind and in the rain. And to be honest, it was starting to take a bit of a toll on me. I was walking and I'd find myself getting really down and I'd be like, oh, it's so dark and it's so gray. And I just felt rubbish, if I'm honest. And then there was one time that I passed recently a patch of grass and the daffodils were coming up and the shoots had just started to come up and you could see a glimpse of the bright yellow flowers coming through. And I just felt God nudge me in that moment and he said, my light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it. And I love that. So we're carrying on this morning talking about being a disciple. We've been looking at it for the last few weeks. And today we're going to take a big overview look at John 15. And these are some of Jesus's last words to his disciples. And then these words are going to help us today. And they're going to give us some marks of being a disciple. So what does it actually mean for us to be disciples of Jesus? And when I looked through the passage again, I couldn't escape this idea of light. You see, for me, being a disciple of Jesus is all about light. It's about staying close to the light that is Jesus, shining our light to others, and not letting our light go out. Because after all, our vision statement as a church, isn't it? A light on a hill transforming our communities one person at a time. That is the mark of our discipleship as a church. So, first point is, in verses 1 to 8, Jesus speaks in metaphors. So, a lot of us would have heard it before, but it's one of the I am statements of Jesus. And he says, I am the true vine. And Jesus speaks in metaphors about the vine and the branches. And Jesus is being the vine. And we, his disciples, are the branches. And there's so much gold in this passage. And every time I read it, there's something else that comes out. So I'd encourage you to go back and read through John 15, because there's loads of good stuff in there. But for me, it's always the most noticeable part of the passage, is how often Jesus uses the word remain. And in some other versions, it says abide And in 11 sentences, Jesus says, remain eight times. He says, remain in me, remain in the vine, remain in me over and over again. And we know, don't we, when we get repetition in our Bible, we've got to take note of it. It's like when your mum keeps saying something over and over to you and you're like, yeah, yeah, I know. But she's got to say it a few times for it to get through. So a mark of our discipleship should be our closeness to Jesus. You know, I had my son Hudson seven months ago now, and honestly, I have never been glued to one person so much in my life. I haven't left his side from the moment he was born, 
I know everything about him. I know what his little facial expressions mean. I know when, like, his little movements and what he's trying to tell me. I know if the difference between his cries, everything. I even know the face that he makes when he needs to do a poo. I know everything about this little human. It's crazy. I am glued to him. And in this passage, Jesus makes this amazing promise to us, and he promises it to the disciples as well. Remain in me as I also remain in you. That's an incredible promise from Jesus, that actually as we draw near to him, he draws near to us. But there's actually a bit for us to do in that, isn't there? There's a call for us as disciples to draw close and stay close to Jesus And it's a daily choice, I think, to stay close to Jesus. It's got to be something that we choose to do, to choose to remain in him. And I think for Jesus to focus so clearly and so repetitively on these last few words to his disciples, it actually shows how much he wanted to communicate with them. Actually, I'm going, but the most important thing is that you stick with me on this journey. You stay close to me. And when I was reading, I read this quote that said, when our Lord says, abide in me, he is talking about the will, about the choices and the decisions we make. We must decide to do things which expose ourselves to him and keep ourselves in contact with him. This is what it means to abide in him. And when we talk about light, there's always a connection to the source, isn't there? I remember it's probably about a year ago now, Natalie did a great preach on being connected to the source. She had a bit of a disco ball up here as well, didn't she? And for a light to work, it must be connected in some way to the source. Without it, we can't do anything. Has anybody ever been really badly sunburnt? There's a few people, yeah. I had a time a few years ago now when I was in Wales. Ross can't remember this, and I'm glad he doesn't remember it. Um, but I got windburn. Does any, has anybody else got windburn? Because it happened to me when you don't realise that it's actually... Thank you. When you don't realise that it's actually that warm because it's windy, but then when you get home, you look at yourself in the mirror and think, oh my goodness, I have been out for way too long. That happened to me. And I had to sit with cold towels on my back all night. And I cried all night, I know. I'm surprised that Ross still married me after that because it was a really low moment in my life. Um, But it was horrible. But in this country, we are the type of people, aren't we, that as soon as the sun comes out, we are like, we worship the sun, don't we? We follow it around our garden. I know Anna definitely does that. She follows it around the garden, moves her deck chair to face the sunlight. And we are obsessed with the sun, aren't we? And even in nature, we see that things are attracted to light and they're attracted to the heat source when we're like all cozy at night and we get all the flies that come around our lights. In nature, we see that we're attracted to light, we're attracted to sunlight. And as disciples of Jesus, we have got to stick to the source, haven't we? We've got to stick with Jesus above everything. And I think that's why Jesus says it first in this passage. Above all, we have got to love Jesus. We've got to seek his presence daily. We've got to be all in and we've got to remain in him and he remains in us. So that's our first mark of being a disciple 
And our second one is found as we carry on through John 15, and we can read from verses 16 onwards, Jesus commands his disciples again. He says, you did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you so that you might go and bear fruit, fruit that will last. And so whatever you ask in my name, the Father will give you. This is my command, love each other. And earlier in the passage, Jesus elaborates, love one another as I have loved you. So to be a disciple of Jesus is to one, stick to the source, who is Jesus, and two, shine bright. We are called chosen, in fact, in that passage, Jesus says he chooses us to love each other and to love others. And I think that sometimes we can say about loving others, we can say it really flippantly, can't we? And people kind of like look at us Christians and like they think, yeah, yeah, they, 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 love, they love one another, don't they? And we can say it, I think, sometimes really easily. But actually, there's a call for us to love others fiercely, greater, first, out of everything, we are called to love others with longevity. And it's got to be really important for us. In verses 12 and 13, Jesus says, My command is this, love love each other as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, to lay down one's life for one's friends. And it's not just about gestures, it's not just about one-offs, but actually Jesus is saying here that it's a life choice to love others. That actually is a pattern of our lives. It should be a mark of us being disciples to daily choose to love others. And we heard from Jordan last week about that great commission from Jesus. And as disciples, we're called to go. There's an action, isn't there? And make more disciples. And Jesus says in this passage as well, there's that action again, go and bear fruit, fruit that will last to love others. And that's our fruit in action. So when we stick to the source and we remain in Jesus, that's when we shine the brightest. I often hear some people talk, and I've had conversations in the past with a few different people and even family members sometimes, that kind of question Christianity and like faith and different things. And they kind of say, but like, what's the difference between like just good people doing good things? Have you you ever come across that? Where's the difference? What kind of makes us stand out? And I often hear people talking about that. And I think we can live our lives a bit like this. And I'm going to do a bit of a demonstration. So if you, you've got to stay in your seats for this because the lights are going to go down. So if you stand up, you won't have a clue where you're going. Yeah. (laughs) But I'm going to turn this on. Thanks to TK for this. And the lights can go down. But I think sometimes there's a... When we're just good people and we're doing good things, we've got our light and we're shining it around. I'm trying not to get any of you in the eye. Woo. And it's good, and we've got this light, and we're going about our day, and we're doing good things, and we're good people, and it's, it's good, isn't it? Yeah. It's all good. But actually, there's something incredible that happens, that when we actually stick to the source, and we turn our light towards Jesus, there's something incredible that happens, I think. Brilliant. Very good. That actually, we've given our lives to Jesus, we're remaining in him. We are doing something where it's amazing that happens and we join with Jesus. We're remaining in him. He's remaining in us. And he takes our little and he does a lot. He takes our little and he does a lot. 
and the lights can come up a little bit. You can shine. I don't know what you need to do, but yeah, perfect. That's great, guys. He takes our little and he does a lot. And we see it so often in the Bible, time and time again, that actually the widow's might, she gave a little, Jesus did a lot. The boy with his little pat lunch, he gave a little, Jesus did a lot. It's time and time again. Jesus talks about faith as small as a mustard seed. With a little, Jesus can do a lot. God takes it and he works miracles. He moves mountains. He multiplies. He blesses. He heals. He impacts. And for me, that is the difference between just good people doing good stuff. But actually, what we're doing, it's got eternal value. It's got eternal value, hasn't it? We are on a journey with Jesus. And we bear fruit, and not just any fruit, fruit that lasts eternal value. With God, in partnership with him, that's when our light shines the brightest and makes the biggest impact. And I loved the baptism service a few weeks ago. And there was loads of people making that decision to to follow Jesus, recognize Jesus as their king and go on that journey of discipleship. And I loved it because it was amazing just to hear people's stories. And almost everybody had or talked about like other people along the way, didn't they? They they thanked people. They were saying, these people have had a massive impact on my life. I'm here because of that person. I'm here because they invited me. And I loved that one woman specifically said about how she saw, she actually saw Jesus in members of the congregation. I love that. I absolutely love it. That actually in our workplaces, our children in school, at home with family, just even in the streets, that people can see Jesus through who we are in everyday life. And I was reading a book recently that spoke about, often we have a misconception about um, evangelism, that actually it's just for experts. And we can get a bit scared when people say evangelism and think, oh, I can't do that. And this book was saying that we often think that it's an extraordinary activity for experts only. And there are some people that are particularly gifted. It's one of the gifts, isn't it? And there are people that are gifted in that area. But actually, this book was encouraging that it can be found in the ordinary of everyday life. And in fact, we often forget that the very disciples that Jesus is talking to in this passage, they were just ordinary people like me and you. Totally ordinary, from ordinary backgrounds, And God takes our little, he takes our ordinary, and he does something extraordinary with it. And we sung a song in last week's service, and the words of the chorus were, help me to love with open arms like you do. A love that erases all the lines and sees the truth. That when they look in my eyes, they would see you. Even in just a smile, they would feel the Father's love even in just a smile. And it was so silly because last week I listened to the words of those songs and Hudson was getting dedicated and I was like, oh, I love that song. And um, just even in my week this week, that line, even in just a smile, they would feel the Father's love. And I kind of set myself a little bit of a challenge this last week that every person that I walked past, I was going to smile at them. And it was like really simple thing to do, but we sometimes just like have our head down and walk and stuff. And I just smiled at everyone 
There was like the single parent, there was like the guy that was rushing off to work and every person that walked past me, I just smiled at them. It made my day better. I don't know if it made their day better. They might have thought there's a creepy woman walking around smiling at everyone. But we never know just in that little thing what God is doing because we know that God is a behind the scenes miracle working God, isn't he? And he can be doing something incredible. But even in just a smile, even in just a coffee with a friend, even in just a, how are you? Even in just an invitation to something, even in just a phone call, ordinary is made extraordinary with Jesus, isn't it? And when we remain in him and love others fiercely, that's when we shine bright and God can use us in incredible ways. So, The last mark of our discipleship and the band can pop up. And it's from verse 18 onwards. And Jesus tells his disciples about actually how life isn't going to be easy. I know. (laughs) I know. Jesus, he tells his disciples of the persecution that he's going to face, of the opposition sometimes the hatred and he tells his disciples that they are going to face it too life's not going to be an easy one when following Jesus and I bet all the disciples were like yay after all that joyful news but then as Jesus always does he follows it up with a great promise that he has chosen us that we don't belong to anyone else or anything but we belong to Jesus. And that's an incredible promise. And when I read these verses, it reminds me of our need to be anchored in our faith. And we, we sung a song just before about being unshaken. We will not be shaken. And I think there's a call for us to not waver when things get tough in our lives, but to be faithful and steadfast through it all because we belong to him. Jesus has got us. So the third mark of us being a disciple is to not let our light go out. Living unshaken. I used to be terrified of the dark. When the lights went down, then I was a bit like, whoa. And when I was younger, all I, I needed to go to sleep like a little slither of light. It's all I needed just to see the whole room. As soon as the lights would go out, I would start to panic. And my mum and dad would creep upstairs after I'd gone to bed and they'd try and turn the light out and I'd always go, turn it back on. And I'd always know as soon as it had gone out that I couldn't see anything and I'd panic. And I would always need just that constant light throughout the night so that I could see everything. And I think there's a call for us to be consistent lights in our world, to be unwavering. And there was a time in my life a few years ago where my grandpa passed away and it was a really, really, really tough time. And it was a moment where I'd not had to deal with something like that in my adult life before. And it was so tough. And there was a moment that I had to myself where I thought really hard that there was kind of two paths that I could have gone down and dealt with it. And I remember having a conversation with God 
And I remember talking to him and saying that I didn't want to be someone who was like lukewarm and then on fire and then lukewarm again and something would happen and I'd go lukewarm again and then I'd be on fire the next. And I remember just having a conversation with God and saying, God, I want to be consistent. I want to be steadfast, even through all life's ups and downs. And it doesn't mean that my life's now going to be easy But if anything comes, I want to know that I'm going to be unshaken in you. I want to be consistent. Because Jesus doesn't promise an easy life. We're all sat here and we've had so many ups and downs throughout each of our lives. But as a disciple, we have got to be able to say that through conflict, through heartache, through opposition, that we're going to keep the faith and we're not going to let our lights go out just like the first disciples did. And I'm always reminded of the verse in Psalms that says, with him at my right hand, I will not be shaken. With Jesus, we are unshaken. And the band can start playing. And we started this morning with that verse from John's gospel. Right at the start, it says, the light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it. And I think if there's anything that we need in our world right now, it is light. And not just any light, but the light of Jesus. Jesus' light is brighter, it's truth, it's everlasting, it's consistent, it is the way, and it brings incredible hope. No amount of darkness can overcome Jesus' light. And as his disciples, we are called to carry that light in our world. To shine bright to others, to love them unconditionally, to not let our lights go out, but be consistent in our faith. So to finish this morning, I kind of wanted to do a bit of a heart check. I always think it's good to do this every now and again and ask ourselves the question of, where are are we up to? Where are we up to? Because sometimes we can go through life and we can go through weeks and not even check where we are, where we're up to. So there's a few questions this morning and I want us to think about our light and where we are. Is your light flickering? Is it dimming? Is it slowly just going out? Is it bright one minute in a certain place and then it's dark the next in certain arenas of your life? Is there a daily challenge of remaining in him, that closeness to Jesus, that spark, that fire, that passion? Has that gone? Is it the call to go again and shine bright in your world? Are there people that you've given up on? Are there people that you know this week that you can reach out to and shine bright? Or is it the call to be steadfast and to keep the faith? Maybe a few things have happened in your life recently where it's knocked you and you kind of feel like you're that on fire one minute and then not the next or lukewarm. Is it that challenge to be steadfast and keep the faith? So the band are going to play and we're going to sing that song again of set a fire down in my soul that I can't contain, that I can't control. I want more of you, God. I want more of you. And it might be just you asking those questions of yourself this morning and responding however you want to. But if you want to come down for prayer, 
we are more than happy to come and pray with you. We want to stand with you. We want to encourage you. If you just want to stand here and worship, whatever you want to do, however you want to respond this morning. But don't leave this place still in the same way that you walked in. Respond this morning. So if you want to stand with me, the band are going to play and we're going to keep the disco ball going because we like a party. (laughs) But I've just that encouragement that actually let's not go around just by ourselves and shining our little lights just by ourselves, but join in with Jesus because when we do, something incredible happens. Just think of us all, even just my little torch facing there, the impact. But imagine if all of us now had our torches and we were shining it against there. The impact would be absolutely huge. So God, I thank you. We stand this morning just saying thank you to you, Jesus. I thank you for who you are. I thank you for your faithfulness to us. And God, I pray this morning that you would just challenge us. And that as we kind of check our hearts and we look at where we're up to, God, that you would speak to us. That your voice would be here in this place. That your Holy Spirit would be here. Holy Spirit, we call upon you now, Father. We pray that you would flood this place. Do a new thing. Do a new thing this morning, we pray. Do a new thing in our lives. Do a new thing in our hearts. And God, I pray whatever you need to do and whatever you need to speak and whatever you need to encourage, whether you need to wrap arms around people this morning, whether you need to comfort this morning, heal this morning, restore this morning, I pray that in your name, in your name, Jesus, your light would shine this morning. Amen.